Hey guys, check out Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp, a fully updated second edition, reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. To pick up a copy today, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today we travel to Lombardy, to the Oltrepo Pavese, the other side of the Po, to visit Tenuta Mazzolino and to meet my guest, Francesca Seralvo. Thank you so much for joining me today, Francesca. How are you? Ciao, Mark. Thank you very much. I'm very well. And how are you? I'm very well, too. The sun is shining here in England. We've been having a run of very, very good weather after a pretty miserable spring and winter. Yeah, the same as here. (laughs) Yeah. Now, Francesca, first of all, let's take our listeners to Otrepo Pavese, an area some people may not know. So tell us where it is why it's special as a, as a wine region, why it's special as a place to live. So, Oltrepo Pavese, it's a um, wine region uh, in Lombardy, uh, and uh, we are um, very close to Piemonte area, so we are the um, same uh, terroir, let's say. And um, exactly to, to locate the area, we are uh, one hour south of Milan, just to, to, to show you where, where exactly we are. And uh, it's a very important region, especially for Pinot Noir, because after uh, Burgundy and after Champagne, we are the third area in the world for Pinot Noir. Okay. Goodness me, I didn't realize that. That's incredible. And this is because French people in the... 18th century were um, very present in uh, Piemonte and as I told you we are very close to Piemonte and they came here with the first uh, um, plant of Pinot Noir and uh, since that time Pinot Noir sets very well in the area and so we have now more than 3,000 hectares of Pinot Noir in the area so we are a very very uh, important area for Pinot Noir. Tell us the story of Tenuto Mazzolino. It's a fascinating story born out of friendship. Exactly, yes, because um, the story of Tenuta Mazzolino uh, with my family uh, starts 
approximately um, 50 years ago because my grandfather, he was French and he was moved to Milan for work. And uh, as all the French people, he was um, very passionate about wine and uh, he has actually four children and we are 12 cousins. So we are a very, very big family. And when he has been moved to Milan for work, his, his uh, goal was to uh, find a place uh, to uh, produce his own wine and at the same time where he could reunite all his big family, so a big place where we could go all together. And um, he found this hill, uh, just I was, uh, I told you, one hour uh, south from Milan, and this little hill, everyone used to call it uh, the hill of Pinot Noir. So he felt completely in love with the, the hill, with the area, and he decided to, to, to buy the hill where you have to imagine a hill with all the vineyards all around the hill and on top of the hill, a house and the winery. The house and the winery was there by far before my grandfather arrived here and uh, he bought the little hill, we have 20 hectares of vineyard, and he starts to produce his own wine in 1970, 1980s, let's say. So the first bottle of Pinot Noir, the Noir, as the, the wine that we produced, uh, went on the market in 1985, so uh, almost 40 years ago. When my grandfather arrived at Tenuta Mazzolino, the vineyard of Pinot Noir was already planted here. Uh, but in the area, as I told you, there was already a lot of Pinot Noir planted, but the tradition of the area was to vinificate this Pinot Noir in white uh, and sparkling. Okay, um, So um, it, this was not really the idea of Pinot Noir of my grandfather, who was uh, as I told you, he was French. So uh, one day, he, my grandfather had two very, very good friends, uh, important friend in the world of wine, because the name of this friend was Giacomo Bologna Luigi Veronelli. And um, they told to my grandfather, listen, in this place, with this vineyard, with this terroir, with this exposure, with this soil, you have to vinificate your Pinot Noir in red. You don't have to produce this like traditional Pinot Noir white sparkling that in the area people used to do. You have to produce a great Pinot Noir, uh, red Pinot Noir, like traditional Burgundy Pinot Noir. And um, my grandfather loved immediately this idea and it was one of, of the first in the area that started to produce Pinot Noir in red. Okay, Francesca, that's a fascinating story. And just for our listeners who may not be familiar, Luigi Veronelli was, of course, one of Italy's greatest wine writers, producing the, the Veronelli Guide every year, a real expert in wine. And Giacomo Bologna, of course, this great legendary winemaker in Piemonte, who was, again, a pioneer and winemaker. So your grandfather had very good friends who knew wine very, very well. Now, Francesca, an interesting chapter to the story is that your grandfather actually chose you to take over the company, and you were pursuing a completely different career. 
Did you always envisage that you would one day devote yourself to wine and to the family wine estate? I, I actually the the story is that I would have, have loved to, but I was not sure that my grandfather would have chosen me uh, because my mother uh, ran the the winery, the estate for twenty years, and my dream was to succeed my mother in this work. But as I told you, we are twelve cousins, and it wasn't sure that it was me or my turn after my mother. So I uh, studied law. I became a lawyer, and um, after ten years of um, of uh, this kind of career, my grandfather called me and he says, "Okay, um, so if you uh, want, I, I choose you to go and uh, work in the winery." So uh, and. I immediately changed life and I came immediately in Mazzolino. Actually, um, I grew up here. I used to go uh, at Vinitali Fair when I was 10 years old with my mother. And so it, it was a little bit in my, in my already in my life, the winery, but it was not my current job. So now everything changed. Yeah, eight years ago, I started working in Mazzolino uh, in 2015. So yes, now things have changed. So in a way, Francesca, it's now a dream for you. You've always hoped that this would happen, and now you're actually doing what you really love. Francesca, you've assembled a really good team around you. Your winemaker, Kyriakos, for example. Yes, I am very, very lucky because uh, Mazzolino is a small family. Uh, everyone, uh, all the people that works in Mazzolino are here since 30 years, uh, 25 years. And so it's very, very um, stable team, uh, people that uh, really know perfectly the winery, the vineyard. And uh, so it's very, very, it has been a pleasure to, to start to work with the team like that. And um, well, yes, one of the most important person that help us in the winemaking is uh, Kyriakos Kimigopoulos. And this is a funny story because uh, in 1999, when my grandfather um, started to produce wine in 1980s, yes, and it, like after 20 years, he decided that he wanted to improve his uh, Pinot Noir. And um, he decided to, to to call someone who could help him. Uh, and uh, reading the newspaper, he was reading the Figaro, you know, the French newspaper. And um, he wrote that there, there was this uh, uh, Greek enologist that was completely revolutionizing Burgundy with a new technique, with a modern technique. And uh, his name was Kyriakos Kinigopoulos. My grandfather decided to call him immediately and uh, Kyriakos was um, 30 years old, very young, and now he still um, works in Mazzolino. He comes here uh, every two months, approximately, and he, he still continues to help us in the winemaking process. And he came here for the first time in November 1999, and um, he's a really, really important person, a key person of Mazzolino, yes. I have to say that he really respects the, the work that we do in the vineyard. So the, the cultivation of the vineyard is completely organic now. Is that a decision you made? 
Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Is a decision we have always, I mean, my mother used to cultivate in an organic way. What I have uh, accomplished in this year is the um, bureaucratic uh, certification because uh, we always manage the, the vineyard in an organic way, but now we are uh, completely uh, certificate. So uh, it's I complete only the, 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 the office part, I would say. But yes, we, we always have been organic. Well, let's discuss your wines, Francesca. I had the chance to taste your flagship Noir Pinot Nero del Otre Popavese just last night. It's a wine that really lies at the soul of Tenuta Mazzolino, isn't it? It's this expression that your grandfather wanted to produce. I thought it was a beautiful wine. It has gorgeous fruits, raspberry, strawberry, fine tannins, really lovely, long and elegant finish. And as you have already talked about, I found it very Burgundian in its sleek smoothness, a beautiful expression of Pinot Noir, from the Autre Pavese. Thank you. Yes, yes. Noir is um, our um, our uh, flagship wine, I would say, and uh, it came from one single vineyard that we have on top of our hill. Um, and uh, since ever, I mean, the Noir is always uh, made from this vineyard, so it's very interesting also to to taste the the, the past vintage. And um, Noir, I, as I was uh, saying, uh, Kyriakos really respect the work that we do in the vineyard. But when he arrived in Mazzolino, he uh, gave us some little uh, French tricks, I would say. So uh, he really um, imported the French tradition in the winery of Mazzolino. And... Um, so we pick the grapes by hand, of course. We do uh, the alcoholic fermentation in a um, stainless steel tank. And then we, uh, the noir goes in the barrique, barrique that we pièce, I would say, um, from Burgundy, that we buy directly in Burgundy. And uh, we use only 20% of new oak every year. And so we try to keep the fruit, the freshness, the elegance of the Pinot Noir. This is uh, a little bit our challenge and our goal. Okay, well, I think you've done that extremely successfully. Uh, Francesca, I love the label of Noir. Tell us about who designs your label. It's a beautiful, it looks like a woodcut almost, uh, a beautiful uh, design. Tell us about, about this label and about your label designer. Yes, the label, um, I never, never changed the label since the beginning. So the, the label that you can see now, it's the label from the, from the, the first bottle of the Noir. Um, the, the designer of the label um, was the uh, son-in-law of uh, Luigi Veronelli. He was a very young graphic designer at that time. His name was Bersanetti. And um, after the label of Mazzolino, he designed a lot of label in Italy of the most important winery you can imagine. Uh, the things that have changed in Mazzolino was the bottle, because at the beginning, uh, my grandfather used to bottle uh, the Pinot Noir in um, uh, a bottle, uh, 
a Bordeaux bottle, a Bordelaise bottle. And when Kiriakos arrived in 1999, he says, uh, I never see a, a, a Pinot Noir in the Bordelaise bottle. So just change the bottle immediately and put a, Bourgogn a, a, a Bourgognot bottle, let's say. So the label never changed, but the bottle changed at some point. Okay, so this link with Burgundy is still very strong. And I guess that also explains why your white wine is made with Chardonnay. Tell us uh, in just a few words about Blanc. Yes, uh, Blanc, uh, it was a project of my grandfather. When he arrived in Mazzolino, um, he found a terroir where Pinot Noir was already here. And he, he thinks that um, if Pinot Noir grows well, uh, Chardonnay must grow well as well. So he planted three little vineyards of Chardonnay. And uh, we produce now, I mean, since the beginning, but even now, uh, a Chardonnay in a traditional Burgundian method um, that is called Blanc. It's exactly a French traditional uh, way of uh, vinificating Chardonnay with the 20% of new oak, little barrel, uh, French barrel, and um, uh, the alcoholic fermentation is directly made in the barrel and, uh, I mean, very easy and traditional way. Okay, thank you. Now, Francesca, uh, I'm, I'm hearing about these very Burgundian wines uh, in style, but of course... They are rooted in the terroir of Otrepo-Pavese, which has its own tradition, its own wine, but also its own food traditions. Let's talk a little bit about the gastronomy of Otrepo-Pavese and how your wines pair with some of the local foods. Yes, um, we are uh, in a hilly uh, region, but just behind us, we have uh, in the, the, the Pianura Padana, let's say, where the, the main and most important um, uh, food is the rice, the risotto. And so our wine uh, paired perfectly with every kind of risotto that uh, we usually cook here. And uh, the other very, very important uh, uh, product that we have here, it's Salame di Varzi, uh, which is um, a very important and small but super good production of, of salami here uh, in, in the area. Oh, I bet that's wonderful with a, a slice of that salame with, uh, with a glass of the Pinot Noir. Francesca, let's talk about wine hospitality at Tenuta Mazzolino. Can our listeners have a tour and wine tasting with you? And what hospitality do you offer? I know you have a beautiful villa that, that can be available. Absolutely. Uh, we offer uh, to everyone um, under a reservation um, uh, tasting and visit of the vineyard, of the winery, which is uh, very nice and historical because the winery was already here before the arrival of my grandfather. And uh, we also have, uh, as you were saying, a nice villa uh, that we um, rent uh, for a special occasion for uh, wedding parties and uh, um, even small events. So everyone is welcome here in Mazzolino uh, for a 
easy tour and tasting or for more than that. And we organize uh, what um, people need. Well, thank you so much, Francesca. It's a wonderful area. Your wines are wonderful based on the beautiful noir that I sampled. And I really appreciate you taking our listeners to Otrepo Pavese, to telling the story of Tenuta Mazzolino, this story that came, this wine estate that came out of friendship, explaining your wines and the food and hospitality. It's somewhere I haven't been back to in many years, and I would love to return. So perhaps we'll have the chance to meet it again soon. In the meantime, mille grazie e rivederci. Thank you very much, Mark. And uh, I wait for you here in Mazzolino whenever you want. And we can visit Oltrepopavis again together. That would be wonderful. Thank you, Francesca. A presto. Ciao, Mark. Thank you very much. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.